Oh, hey everybody, it's Todd. Uh, before we start the show today, uh, I had the pleasure of hosting the great John Salwin uh, over at my house the other day. We got ready to go to a water park. said, hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we cut a little quickie together before uh, uh, we head out? So we set up all the equipment. And unfortunately, I had like a little kind of family emergency, so I wasn't able to complete the recording. But we had a couple minutes of John and I uh, talking about our trip we're going to take to a water park that day. And I just figured we'd share it with you before the show starts. So uh, without further ado, me and Mr. John Sowen. Choo-choo train, started things, and a bum seat, got a bottom beat on bang, you had a hoop to pee, beat up all in a heap of train, and the bottom man said, hey man, you're talking funny again, hey man, you're talking funny again, I said, hey man, you're talking funny again, for All right, everybody, welcome back to a Far Out Podcast, little quickie session with myself and the great Freddie Tinkleman. You know him as John Sowen. <laughs> no one knows what they know me as. <laughs> Freddie, no John, both, who knows? What do you respond to? When, when your mother gets mad at you, does she yell Freddie Tinkleman or John Sowen? Uh, John. She doesn't use my full name. Oh. Because she has the same last name as I do, so it'd be a little bit weird. You know, I don't know, because I think that is a thing that mothers do. They use their full your full name when they yell at you. Yeah, my mom's always like, Todd Andrew! Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they bust out the middle name, too. I don't know if they bust out the middle and last name, but the, when the middle name gets busted out, if that's not what they normally call you, then you know you're in trouble. Then that's your ass. Yeah. Freddie Jonathan Tinkleman! <laughs> <laughs> that's never happened. Yeah, no, oops. It's my mother. Oh, <laughs> to yell at you. Yeah. Todd Andrew. Yeah. Why are you talking about me? Uh, so we will we will pick up the phone for mom uh, in a second. But uh, yeah. so John, uh, we're releasing this right in the middle of Carmageddon. Yeah, in the midst. This is the Saturday of Carmageddon. And John called me the other day and John's like, hey, Todd, I've got some uh, <laughs> Wild Rivers tickets, dear. I do. And Wild Rivers is a large water park in uh, Orange County, California, in Irvine. Where the 5 meets the 405, yeah. from what I understand. Uh, yes, yes, right right yeah. down there. And uh, it's a big water park, but John, who lives uh, north of me, had to come down south yes. in the middle of Carmageddon, where they're shutting down part of the 405. I mean, too much press covers. It, it, it's all over the place. We'll see. They definitely did a good job letting people know on this one. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, so John, what was it like to actually experience? You, you took an alternate route coming down here. Uh, not exactly. I oh. took the same route I usually do. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, it didn't go. To be fair, it doesn't go anywhere near the 405 closure. Okay. But I will say this: the only time I've seen the freeways this empty at this time of day, hmm. other than today, was Christmas. Really? So I think people are people are definitely avoiding the 405 closure. I think they're avoiding the 101 and the 10. I think they're also any, avoiding any freeway that ends in 05. Right, right. <laughs> or uh, maybe any freeway with an O in it. I don't know. But t- to be fair, John, I know that uh, during Christmas that it's uh, clear traffic, but you all uh, always comment that the Hollywood Christmas parade that runs by your house is the worst day of your life. That's true, but that doesn't fall on Christmas. It falls on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that's Christmageddon in the yeah. Salwin <laughs> yeah. home. Yeah. Well, well, nice of you to make it down. So... Uh, myself, John, and my uh, newly uh, wedded wife, uh, Sarah, are going down to a water park today. And I thought you 
were going to say newly minted for some reason. <laughs> newly minted wife. I'm right. Like, okay. Newly pressed, newly yeah. minted. Yeah. She's got a demarcation from the uh, mint in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think anyone uses that term. But you weren't about to, so I don't know why I thought that. Anyway. Uh, so we're going down to a water park, and I have not been to Wild Rivers Water Park since I was probably nine. Nice. Uh, it's been probably, since I was 11 was probably the last time I was at a water park. So yeah. I'm a little afraid, I got to be honest, because most of the time when you go to Disneyland, you walk around and you see tons of people, and most of them not good looking, right? Mo- but they're clothed. Yeah. This is like you're taking the general public, the same people you'd see at Disneyland, and you're putting them in bathing suits in front of the whole world on display. So it's like, it's a it's a gunt paradise. Well, it could be. I think there's definitely that factor, but I think there's also, I think a lot of people, there's a shame factor too. I mean, there's some <laughs> people that definitely don't give enough. Probably your experience at Gawk Beach is one of them. Yes, when I saw the uh, <laughs> beach full of naked homosexual men. Yes, but I think in some ways, I think a lot like, because you know, I think it's like any time you get, like, have you been to the beach or anything recently? Uh, yeah, in Costa Rica, yeah. Oh, okay, well that's not yes. necessarily, I was thinking, it's a little bit different. Um, <laughs> forget Costa Rica because that skews the results, yeah. but picture like, you know, have you been to like uh, any of the beaches here in the South Bay recently? Uh, yeah, 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 I've been to Redondo Beach. It's probably going to be about the same mix of people, and that's the thing, there's a lot of like, you'll see a fair amount probably like of, at the beach you definitely see like a lot of like good looking people, and you'll see a few people just like, <laughs> oh. I think the thing that really freaked me out was... When I was I was about eleven or so, and I was in line at Raging Waters. Yeah, and I was in, in line for a ride, and I looked, and there was this kind of Armenian-looking, like uh, maybe twenty-year-old woman, and she had a bikini on, and it was not adjusted properly in the crotch area. Oh no! And it was the proverbial. It was like there were strains of almost thorn-like hairs sticking out in the crotch. Yeah, and I was like, oh no. Mm. Yeah. See, no. I- it, what gets me, like, that's the thing. I think people focus on that. But the thing that, to me, that's even more disturbing is, especially when you see females, is where they have hair where they just shouldn't. Yeah. You know, you know, like, if they got some chest hair going on. Yeah. You know, or like uh, some belly hair. Why, why is there... <laughs> just kind of like... Why is there a patch uh, of hair on your shoulder blade? Because, you know, even, like, as a kid, you sort of get that that's what, that's what goes on as you get older, mm-hmm. I think. So if you see that, you're kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's weird, and it's kind of like... You want to look at it, and you also don't, and everything like that. But yeah. it's when you see something that clearly shouldn't be there. <laughs> right. You know? There's a her suit anomaly. Yeah. The, chi- the chicks with stashes and back hair and stuff like that. And, there's always and then it's like, for, like that's the thing, because it's a two-pronged thing. It's like, you're first, you're like, oh. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, man, I feel so sorry for her. <laughs> right, yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm staring. And then you're like. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. One second, let me. Yeah. Hey, Mom. Uh, where? Okay, what's, what's happening? And now, it's time to get far out with Todd Perry. The white man has one foot in the grave and one hand in the sky, the other in my pocket. Buck Perez. Is this you? Oh, my God, right? I'm like, no, I'm not a douchebag. <laughs> I do not like Dave Matthews in the least. I don't like his music. And from the rotating gang of Cigar Store Indians, Oscar Toledo. I'm not racist. <laughs> it's just my opinion. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and the right of me is the fantabulously great... Huh? Buck Perez. Hey, Todd, how we doing? Doing good, Buck. Into the left yeah. of me once again. 
You know him. You know you love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know you love him. Oscar Taeda. There he is. Hello, everyone. The self-proclaimed number one Cuban in podcasting. That's uh, right. For those of you who don't know, Oscar and I lived together for seven years, played in a band together. At one point, Oscar and I worked at the same place. We lived together. We played in a band together, and we went to the same school. Damn. And we didn't kill each other. And for that, I cheers to you one of these fantastic uh, Tiger Singapore beers we have here. I got nothing. Faroutpodcast.com is our website. And uh, listen to us on Stitcher. Big link to Stitcher on our website. Hit Stitcher up here. It's on our smartphone. You don't even have to download the show. Uh, You just get it right there when the shows are fresh and new. Now we're going to start off with... uh, Oh, yeah. My diary... That when I was in high school, I wrote in religiously. And we have a couple pages marked of some entries of note. Uh, We've done shows before where we've read from my diary. Yes. Uh, Tends to be a hit with the audience. We uh, recapped how you went to My Girl with your mom. Yes. That was a very classic moment. Yes. And how he went again to go see it. (laughs) Yes. And how he saw Hook and then he snuck into My Girl to go see it. Wow. And then my bike was stolen. Yes. yes, the bike was stolen. So this, these are and the how Todd tragedies. I, I from what I remember, Todd uh, wanted to make sure everyone knew that he wasn't having a, an emotional breakdown in one as well. Nice. Uh, he wanted to make sure that everyone knew he was feeling good, even though he was the only one writing in this. Yes, and only he would read it eventually because no, it was a I fucking diary. T- I think Todd, like I said, Todd plays uh, chess, not checkers, and I think he knew <laughs> moves ahead that uh, he was going to expose this to the world. <laughs> I'd like to think so. I had no idea. Right now, fourteen-year-old uh, Todd is looking. Oh, plane, Long Beach Airport. This is y'all. a grungy-ass Todd at fourteen, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is mid-nineties. Yeah, this is uh, mid-nineties. This is Nirvana-era Todd. He's very emotional. It's very my so-called life. Yeah. <sighs> and I would feel right now that if thirty-four-year-old Todd. Uh, could meet 14-year-old Todd and they had a discussion about this diary here. 14-year-old Todd would have some real words about the fact that uh, Todd's a huge asshole for, for uh, saying horrible things and making oh, light of his come on. diary. All right. Let's so hear without what. further ado, what do you got let's in there, Oscar? Let's All right, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And here we go. Clean up your speech, Todd. Hi-ho. Okay, uh, Sunday, March 8th, 1992. What was going on in 1992? Uh, it was probably right around the uh, L.A. riots times. Mm. Uh, grunge music had hit. Uh, Beastie Boys released "Check Your Head." It's good times. It's a big, big year. And apparently, Hook came out. Oh yes, yes. A Yet pi- another a, Hook entry. A pivotal point in this guy's life, obviously. <laughs> Yesterday, I went to the movies with Stevie, and we saw Hook. It was the fourth, and probably till it comes out on video, the final time I will see it. <laughs> It was still as good as the first time. I forgot to write down. Uh, sorry. What a dork. <laughs> uh, <sighs> period. By the way. Okay, so I still forgot uh, to write down that I lost the Valentine royalty to Takeshi Komiyama. Well, the, the Valentine's royalty was kind of like a prom king, queen thing, and this was maybe my freshman year. Uh, I was in student council. We didn't have enough people running, so I had to run. For Valentine's royalty king, and this was um, it was elected by the the people. You know, you got to show up and vote and uh, vote for who you wanted. And I was up against, I believe, a uh, Stephen Yoda. Oh, nice. yeah, no, he wouldn't win that. Uh, no. My my rival, who I beat out for the presidency, 
And uh, I guess a, a guy named Takeshi Komiyama, nice guy, nice guy, football player. And they used to call him, uh, I went to a predominantly Asian uh, high school along, along with Oscar. Yep. And Takeshi, we used to call him Take a Shit. Take <laughs> shit, yep. Take shit, Komiyama, that's what we used to call him. Because if you put a T at the end, it right. would say take a take shit. Take a shit. Yeah. That's awesome. But he was a re- really nice guy, though. He was a buddy. So anyway, so Todd lost Valentine's royalty to Keishi Komiyama, I think because only Oriental people voted. Wow. And Holy crap. Really Oriental Is people? Is that what it says? That's a rug. You're, you, you know, Todd, you were a straight A student, and you wrote Oriental people. I, I, you know, at that point, it had the world hadn't come around to everybody. It's kind of like when my this grandma, is 1992, dude. Know, this is not 1956. It's like my grandma still says colored. Okay, wow. you know, I, I, I didn't mean it in in a racist way. I was just. But obviously, but you, you must have known racist. that it was a racist comment because yeah. the next line is. I'm not racist. It's just my opinion. <laughs> that might be more racist. Exactly. You knew, you knew what you were doing. You, like, you know. You know. You know. So you, he follows, you know you racist. You know, he follows up a racist comment with, uh, Today in church, the youth group <laughs> put together an H-U-M cooker. Uh, um, it was a Hawthorne United Methodist, yes. Wow. I went to an inner city church, by the way, that I'm writing right there. Okay, so I could okay. not have You're been. You're not racist. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Oh, man. Okay. I can't so. look at Todd right now. <laughs> the racist. I'd like to apologize to take a shit, to, to, to Keishi Komiyama yes. and say, when I was writing in my thing, I was not being racist. I was just marking the fact that, you know, the, not everybody voted. You, you had to voluntarily vote. And I think uh, he, he swayed his fan base. I don't know. Yeah. So let me. Uh, some paper, l- let me. Uh, I don't know what to say. I, God bless Takeshi. Yeah, <laughs> let, let me read this again. I am not racist. It's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two. I am not racist in, in like one paragraph, right? Right, right, right. 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 Okay, so then uh, let's see. The next thing I is. I am not the Grand Wizard of the KKK. I here. guess not. The next thing is I didn't go to dad's because uh, he went to Arizona to go visit Uncle Ken. And that is the end of that entry. A- anything else in the, the diary you want to go over, Oscar? Yes. Okay. Here we go. March twentieth, uh, oh, nineteen. By the way, this and Anne Frank's diary, the most popular diaries of all time. <laughs> Horrible. Comparing yourself. And the Anne Mad Frank. Black Woman diary that uh, Ty- Tyler Perry. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, come on, my dear. M- March twentieth, nineteen ninety-two. Last night I saw JFK. It was very good. I liked it. I think that the whole thing is a conspiracy. Yes, even at a young age, you were doing that joke. Yes, I'm gonna buy a CD player soon. I played golf today, and did badly. Mm. But but even as a a young Perry, it was was an emotional day. Was so. (laughs) (laughs) It was an emotional. We gotta find that one again. That was too good. We need something like that. I was concerned that there was a big conspiracy against the murder of a United States president. You know, you can't say that the first time you you hear that you're not like it doesn't shatter your worldview. Rocked your world. My world was what back into the left, back into the left, back (laughs) into the left. They see the the president's brain all over the theater. And that then there was gay sex in that movie, and I was a young guy watching that. I was like, and "Oh my god, Joe Pesci!" Crazy Kevin, Joe Pesci, yeah, yeah. He's getting donged by Kevin Bacon. This yeah. ain't right. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. This is December third, nineteen ninety four. What was going on Saturday, December third? What was going on in nineteen ninety four? I think I was a junior in high school. Uh, nineteen ninety four was uh, actually nineteen ninety December nineteen ninety four. You were a senior. senior. Yeah, senior in high school. Senior in high school. 
And what was going on for you in senior year? Were you you were ASV vice, vice president? I was vice president of the entire school. I had my own you office. Were, you were still racist. <laughs> uh, no, I was not. I wouldn't. No, I, again, I said I'm That's not. Just racist. your opinion. It was just my. It was my. No, it was the fact that was that the people at in high school were were. I'm going to say this and were clannish, where where people hung, like I hung out with everybody. You know, I hung up with certain people, kept to their own. There was a there was a place where they had the quad in high school, and all the African American people ate here. The Asian people ate here. The four white people ate with everybody else, and the Hispanic people ate over here. You know what I'm saying? It was it was high school is mm-hmm. is a racist place. When people get older and they get into the workplace, people tend to like in when when you're in elementary school, everybody hangs out together. When you're in middle school, everybody hangs out together. And maybe end of middle school, people start. Gravitating towards factions are created. Factions are created, and it just happens. I was hanging out with the nerdy kids, but who were a mixed race. They were we were rejected by just everyone. Dorks, just dorks. dorks. Yeah, dorks. Dork is a non. You were a dork, but you were popular. I was a popular dork. You know why? Because I had the political acumen to get all the dorks and the disenfranchised on my side to rail against the machine. Bring them together, but yeah. not uh, obviously not the Orientals, because <laughs> you were vice president, not president. But by the way, and then people get less racist once they get out of school. The, the people going to work and shit become less racist because they see everybody and they hang out. Then the people who ha- who have shitty lives become racist. I guess is the way it works. All right. I was not being racist when I when I made those comments, but yes. Well, we know you weren't because you said it twice in your uh, right diary right there. Anything else in there? Yes. Yeah, so December third, nineteen ninety four. Yesterday I went to Disneyland with Church. It was pretty fun. Yes. We found some girls to go uh, and hang out at the park with, nice. and we did the teacups. We rode the teacups. Yeah. One of them was in a wheelchair. <laughs> yes. Uh, there, there was a girl in this group. There was no a, one was laughing but Todd. <laughs> what was up? Right. What now, was going on? Okay, so we didn't uh, have to wait in line for the rides. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, now, I'm not against people in teacups and in, in wheelchairs. It's just my opinion. <laughs> that, uh, no, to, to be fair, I, I don't believe that's in there. <laughs> it says that? I uh, know. Uh, it does not. Uh, one named Lauren was really pretty. Mm. Uh, we talked to each other. Uh, we talked to each other. That's it. That's a, that's a period. That's a sentence. We I engaged the other. conversation with a lady. That was, <laughs> that's as far as I got. That was a step. You know, we when talked it, to each other. That's at, it. at that age... Okay, so I, I, right, so at this age, 1994, you were 18. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at this age, <laughs> you're, actually, you were 17. You're almost 18. I was 17. I was an adult yet, so talking to girls was wow. unfamiliar. Right. You were wow. 17, and this is the next line. I found out that she was almost 14. <laughs> <laughs> and he put the shocking nice. with the exclamation point. Nice. You know, some girls develop early. Okay, I liked her a bit. Just a bit. This is, uh, yeah, this is uh, this racy was, shit. This actually. is all legal. Uh-huh. I guess she wanted to be with other friends, mm. so she didn't want to hang out with you. I don't think I ever saw Lauren again. So, really? So no. Sh- so she went with her other group later. So the next thing on here is, uh, it was a fun trip. Okay, so earlier that day, I found out that I got the role in the AIDS kids in the play. Is it, is it in the AIDS kids? Yeah. AIDS oh. kids. And AIDS kids. I, I I played a guy dying of AIDS in the, in the high school the play, but someone had shaved my head, so I looked like I had the hip. And so, did they really have to shave your head? No, I, I already somebody. One you of, wanted to. Is my, that when you wore the hat for like a whole year? Yeah, I wore a hat for the whole year because a buddy of mine shaved my head. 
Nice. Yeah, on a dare. And I was like, fuck yeah, I can shave my head. And then he shaved my head. And so then I was like bald in school. So I had to wear a hat. But you couldn't wear a hat because I was gang affiliation. So I had to wear a school hat. So I had to wear a hat that's at North High School. Uh, okay, the next morning, uh, I, we went to sleep. And the next day, we went to the coffee shop on Hermosa. Ooh, is that yesteryear or yesterday? Yesterday's, yeah. I had a double vanilla latte. <laughs> I think wow. we're getting a little deep in the woods here, Oscar. It was okay. really crowded. I, I when they went under the we went under the pier for in freestyle poetry. Wait a what? minute! Now we're getting onto something. <laughs> oh yeah, freestyle poetry. Sometimes like you gotta. It. We expressed no, we expressed man. real feelings. Now this is ridiculous. Aren't oh you, are yeah, you it was therapeutic, and therapeutic is two separate words. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, maybe it went something Do like we this. have any of the rhymes? Wait, can I get a beat, Buck? Can I get a... Uh, that's good, dude. Like a Congo? The white man comes in many shades. The white man has one foot in the grave and one hand in the sky, the other in my pocket. My pocket has nothing but lint, but that's been spent already. Not today, not tomorrow but on the dreams that the white man has laid in front. Sounds like an Indian powwow shit going on right here. What's like going it. on? You like yeah. that? I no, think I'm sorry for getting a little more there, Buck. A little oh, I'm more. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Can I have five cents? No. But you can have five cents of common sense, which is not so common when it comes to feeling out the feels of the white man. Wow. Bermuda grass. I prefer Kakuya. <laughs> No one enjoys Kakuya quite like Bermuda grass when you're stuck in the woods. And when the white man gets stuck in the woods, he now knows where I was born. Being stuck in the woods means hanging out with squirrels and small woodland creatures, people the white man doesn't like to associate with. The white man likes to associate with black bank cards and hang out in schoolyards and sell cigarettes to children. Okay, sorry. What were we doing? I wow, think, I don't think that's what was going on. Under sorry, the, I don't think that that's what under you're the bridge about when you were 17. Yeah, I, I just got that. to express myself po- poetically. <laughs> wow. No, I think it was some bad. Like, I just remember MTV and all that stuff. Like, they had that. Yeah, all those poetry. poetry jams. Yeah, and all that. I imagine it was something like that. Like a lot of coffee shops going on during that time, a lot of poetry. I can imagine that. It was like that Mike Myers movie uh, where he's in San Francisco. (laughs) So Mary Dax Murray. Excuse me, I believe I ordered the The large large latte cappuccino. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, so we we got that. Can I I finish this real quick? It's almost done. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, okay, so you basically went to the pier, uh, you expressed your thoughts in poetry. Under the bridge. Under the bridge. Share your bridge. It was Thera. Pudic. Yes. Okay, and then later a friend and I uh, talked about how these were the greatest and or greatest seven years of our lives. And I really believe this. Wow. Which makes me kind of sad. I, I would say that... That's that, what it says. That's what, how it ends. Shot it my makes little me kind of sad. Oh. Yeah. So I was actually embracing my glory days right there. And you were 18. Yeah, no, no, things got a lot better when I discovered LSD. But, uh, <laughs> Far Out is powered by Los Defensores. Desde hace 25 años, Los Defensores hemos ayudado incasablemente a defender los derechos de la comunidad latina en los momentos más difíciles. Llama al... 
Uh, by the way, the crickets have oh, entered the, uh, the bay. Are the extra host tonight? Yes, they came in early. Usually, they come in right when we're finishing, but tonight they are on us. So, adds a little ambiance. I think it was Elliot who figured out a way to kill, silence the uh, crickets by throwing something against the wall. So I'm going to try this. Case. Do it. Very quiet, everybody. Do it. Nope. That did it. Nope, did not work. So, um, you guys, Buck used to work at Starbucks, right? Oh, yes, the Evil Empire. You worked there for a long time? Uh, off and on, yes. It was one of those things where I got uh, benefits. So 20 hours a week, benefits, not bad for a guy like me. Yeah, no, not bad. And uh, okay, That's so, not bad, yeah. Oscar was shocked at that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> 20 hours of benefits, Jesus Christ. That's the least amount you could work, yeah. Well, to, to be fair, when you when you sell $5 cups of coffee, you can probably pay everybody benefits. Pretty much. Uh, I, I noticed the other day, I, I've got this habit when I go to Starbucks, and I wonder if you guys uh, feel the same there's whenever you go, like the Starbucks by my house. When I'm not busy checking out the skanky-haired broad that works there, who you have a crush on? Yes, uh, uh, now I know her name. And uh, what <laughs> happens whenever I stand there when you're waiting? Like usually, I get like a red eye, like a coffee with an extra shot. Sure. And when I wait there for my red eye, there's always those. There's that little CD rack that's right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the CD rack always has the same CD and mm. in the same quantity. Right now, they're trying to foist a, a Buddy Holly one. Mm, like, yes. with, like with cover versions, right? It's Buddy Holly done by other artists. The one I noticed was um, Julian Casablancas from The Strokes doing Rayvon, which is one of my favorite Buddy Holly songs. Yeah, right? yeah. Wow, that's a shame. <sighs> yeah, I'm just curious. I need to hear what it sounds like. Can't, can't you like go to Bing and like listen to it? Well, I'm I th- sure I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can de- definitely no. listen to it. But my, my concern was not so much the music. My concern was the fact that A... I'll go. I'll go to that coffee. Sh- you know, it, once a week, uh, twice on the weekends. Usually, you know, Saturday, Sunday, go get some coffee, and I'll notice the same quantity of the CDs there. But it gets fondled by every human being that walks in there. Everybody goes, they order their coffee, and they sit and they pick up that CD, right? And then they set it back down, right? Like that CD right there. It's either that or it's some Motown done by. It's like Motown hits done by Jamaicans, or it's like left-handed violinists play Bach. Um, and it's all the, it's all these different CDs, and I think that that's probably the easiest way to spread a communicable disease is to touch that one things, CD. Things that use toilet semen. <laughs> it's gnarly. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly. You should have to take out one of those like wax paper things you put around a toilet to pick up that Starbucks CD. <laughs> but seriously, that's what I did. I was kind of you know so, I didn't have my coffee. I was looking at the CD, taking a minute, and that's what I did. Yeah. Literally. And who knows where my hands have been. Yeah, I know. How, how do you really, how do you really feel about it, Howard? Tell me. <laughs> no, but it's a little I was, neurotic. Yes. I first noticed this when like Elvis Costello put out his National Ransom CD, and every time I look at that CD, going, oh, I got to download this. I'm not going to buy it. But and nobody ever bought that Elvis Costello CD. It just fucking sat there, and uh, you know, and and so then I thought. Everybody fondles it. So it's probably, once again, it's probably the dirtiest thing. Like, Buck, when you worked at Starbucks, did you see people manhandling the one CD? Sure. I mean, most of the time, it's, like you said, stuff that people don't want or compilations or things like that. The one thing that Starbucks did, and they're smart, is like Rhino. They uh, have their own music label, which is, I think, Hear Music. Yeah, and nothing's smarter than selling CDs these days. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, some people do still buy them. And they would actually reissue stuff. 
It's along the lines of having a water fountain and charging people to use it. Yeah. Well, you know what Starbucks did do, or I don't know if they still do, is they used to hand out like a free um, download or free download on iTunes per week or something like that. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty bad for me, especially when uh, this is a horrible story when Dave Matthews band or Dave Matthews himself came out with one. Yeah. And it's just a little card like that. Yeah. So it's a little card like this. And then it's a little picture like this of Dave Matthews. So I guess I look like Dave Matthews this big. Because you know <laughs> everyone was like, is this you? Oh, my God. I'm like, no, I'm not a douchebag. I do not like Dave Matthews in the least. I don't like his music. There's no bad in the music but I play. Seriously, I know my hairline is receding, but am I Dave Matthews? Look at me. Oh, actually, a your hairline bit. and Dave Shut Matthews is pretty. Shut up. Don't you fuckers crash into me. All right. <laughs> I want to know the truth, man. Tell me a lie. I don't want to know the truth. Just tell me I don't look like Dave Matthews. Wasn't Dave Matthews the guy that would like wear, that would wear diapers on stage because he Jesus. would shit himself? Really? <laughs> no. The thing about Dave Matthews band is they shit on someone else. Like... Their tour bus was going over a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy on the bus dumped shit like out of the thing, and underneath the bridge was a, a oh. tourist boat. I think they're going through Chicago or something like oh, that. Well, that's all right. Then. And people got shit on by Dave Matthews. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've seen Dave Matthews live. Um, wasn't that bad? I, I actually, I had a, I had a, a don't chick drink I the did. water, Todd. Yeah. Blood in the water, never right side up. Yeah. Down. I don't know. I I, I kind of like me some, little, little Dave Matthews. He's all right. I'm not down with. I that. ain't mad at it. D M B. Show your face. Like the Far Out Podcast on Facebook. Discuss the show. Receive updates and get Facebook exclusive audio. Got a new tortoise after uh, my last one passed uh, passed away. Mr. Bentley had a respiratory infection, so I, I got a new African uh, tortoise, and it's about four inches, and it'll eventually grow to be the size of like half a basketball. And oh, uh, it's a big ass tortoise. I'm I'm in love with this little son of a bitch, and we, me and my fiance have him, and he's African. She's your wife now. My wife, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have pictures of her naked. So, it's like my wife. <laughs> this is my wife. And uh, we we got him, and so we were we figured well he's a he's called an African leopard tortoise, which basically means his shell looks like a Gucci purse, like it's the same coloring, right? Right? You saw him, yeah, I did. And so we're trying to figure out a, a name for him because it, he's African. So I didn't want to like name him like Jamie or Ricardo, <laughs> Jamie or Bartholomew, Jaime Town or Skyler <laughs> or Jaime Town or Rocky Echeverria. Well. And so I want to give him a good African name, and so I was, you know, just playing a little, you know, brainstorming volleyball, and hopefully in a situation with my my fiance where there were no wrong answers, we're just kicking it around. Like let's let's come up with some names. And uh, first of all, I want to name him Indugu. Oh Jesus! After you guys ever seen the movie about Schmidt? Yeah. Dear Ndugu. That was a kid he was writing to in Africa who he was sending money to and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, it was like one of those save the children yes. things. So I thought I thought Ndugu was a cute name for a turtle, mm. for, for a little tortoise. Mm. You know, I need, need a good... And my, I get the feeling with this name choice that you'd be the kind of person that would have a child and name him Apple. Uh, well, I mean, this is a pet. 
No, I would. I would try. I don't think that you see the barrier or the line. (laughs) (laughs) If you would cross it, I I do not understand the difference between uh, humans and uh, other species. Why don't you just call him refrigerator? Refrigerator Perry. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Hey, fridge. Yeah, come here, fridge. I'm digging that. And he was African. He was well, was he? I think he was from Kentucky, (laughs) but. Anyway, I'm not so, racist. It's just my so opinion. Are you set on? No, he's black. <laughs> You're not. I can barely judge a black man and say he's originally from Africa. There aren't any black people All from right. fucking Japan. All right, so indigenous. You're not set on a name. Do you want some advice on this? Are you well, looking for just, listener help or what? If, if you guys had any or, or listeners, you can post. That's a good thing. You can post it on the site at faroutpodcast.com. You can uh, get a good African name, like not you know. Like Lampidi. No, that's Italian. Oh. Uh, like Yuntunde, <laughs> Yawande, uh, Obama, you know, whatever. Something whatever. Something African. This is good because I'm looking for listener advice as well. Okay. It, what, you what, should really go the, uh, the lost route and name him Mr. Echo. Boom. Is that African? I don't get it. Well, he's from Africa. You, you, oh. I don't get it. On the show. I didn't watch. Oh, you should watch know. it. So, Buck, you got uh, you got you looking for some advice. What's going on? Yeah, you, you have a yes. Well, the circle of life comes and goes, as we all know. You know, Todd gets a new tortoise. Yes. You know, and I, I lost a friend. Hmm. I lost my dog of fifteen years, Polly. Oh, we all oh, know Polly. Yeah. No way. You didn't. You didn't know Polly's. No. Oh, you didn't know. That's because you're not Facebook friends. I I saw it because Buck posted. In case you on didn't Facebook. know, or remember what Polly looks like? Here we go, in Broadway. I do remember look what Polly looks like. Look at that. There we go. She had the David Bowie that's, thing. That's Polly. Yeah, she had two different color eyes, a blue and a brown. Yes. Right, I'm going to take a photo of We'll, this we'll get photos and, and stuff going on. But um, I didn't know that she passed away. She passed away. So Recently. So it was a circle of life, yes. Uh, I found out about it on... <laughs> they're taking a picture right now, so we have to be quiet. I was on my yeah, way... We don't up, want the audio on the photo. I was on my way up to uh, Sacramento, about to take a plane. I don't travel on planes too much. haven't done it in years. And uh, that's basically when I found out Polly was going to be put down, yes. Now, how did, how did you find this out? Was Polly living with family or staying well, with family? Well, she lives with my mom and stepdad. That's the house where we found her. She just showed up in our backyard. She showed up in our backyard, so we so, kept her. So she found you. Exactly, yeah. So hmm. It felt like so, home. Like, she came there and, like, as... as well, sorry about that. All right. Uh, as as uh, the dog's wandering... Soul goes, found your backyard, stayed there, said it felt like home, and right. just stayed just for 15 stayed. years. Right, exactly. So she had a long, good time. Uh, 15 years is what? Times seven in dog years. So that's a long time. That's a, hundred, that's a long time. 400 years. So in the past, uh, probably month or two before she passed, there were episodes where like, um, you know, on the same when dogs and stuff go, go to find a place to die and stuff like that. They do say that where, like, you know, once you get a, an old animal, sometimes they go somewhere and they just, you know, kind of sit and die, you know? No, like, elephants do the same thing. Right. They and s- they peace out to their family and they go and they... Uh... <laughs> she was getting out. Like, she would get out at any chance and just walk around the block. So, she couldn't hear at this point and things like that. So, it was, it was getting sad. But it's, it's, but, inter- it's interesting to know that within... The dog's fiber or whatever, it started to get out when it knew it was time to yeah, go. It knows what's up. Right. And so I think a week before uh, I left for Sacramento, uh, she had some kind of, my stepdad thought she had some kind of stroke or something when he was taking her for a walk. 
and he basically had to carry her back to the house. So it wasn't oh, wow. it wasn't good. Went to the vet and they gave her some more medication or something like that. It wasn't working too well or anything. We could tell she was in pain. But anyway, That's I terrible. found I found out right before I got on the plane and uh it's weird. Um uh, I never hear uh too many, too much music in in LAX, but I I just remember this one John Lennon song that, you know, I used to always play all the time. And it was probably around the time when when I, I like to you know not think, but that's that's probably when she was passing. Yeah, right. right then. What 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 song was it? Uh, what is it? Where he talks about the wheels going round and round and oh. yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, a great that, song. And see, you don't you don't think you'd hear that in LAX, you know? Sitting there now, yeah, you'd hear something like only solution. Yeah, exactly. So people say I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. But so, yes, I want some listener advice. Like I, well, it's sad that you didn't. Um, say bye to Polly. You know, I'm sorry about that. Like that. I really am sorry. Well, and uh, it's you not, know, it's I, not like you don't have a chance because this is Polly. No. Oh wait, shit! I brought Polly here tonight. Yes. No way. This is Polly right here. Yes. No, you have like a okay. Let's let's describe this here. This is a box. It looks like a like something you got shipped to you. Yes, I got this UPS to me. What? Basically, um, well, my stepdad. Not the most religious person in the world. We'll take a lot of pictures of it. But uh, my stepdad, not the most religious person in the world. When this was all going on, I asked him, what do you want to do with the ashes and things like that? And he said, you know, I don't even want to think about that right now. He, he just doesn't want to deal with it, you know. And um, me being, you know, Catholic school, 12 years, you know. I think there's something to like a funeral or, you know, some something passing or something like that. So. Yeah, definitely something to market. So, you know, I, I made it so it comes to me. I had to get at my pad, you know, had to wow. sign for it and everything like that. But I really don't know what to do. Like, well, this, <laughs> is, this is ashes. This yes. is... In fact, I haven't opened it, as you can see. I have broken one half of the seal. I haven't opened the other half. So we could do that right now. Oh, this, we, we want... This could be good radio. So do you want to open... Wait, well, wait, okay, you have a... Bo- it sounds like she's going to jump out, Tom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's paint the radio she, she picture. She is cremated at this point, yes. Let's uh, bring it back a step. Paint okay. the radio picture. You have a box that's about like nine inches uh, long by about five inches high. Right. And you are going to uh, open right now, and I'm taking video of this. All right. You are opening... Wow. Yeah. And this will be available at faroutpodcast.com in the media. Uh, we have a pics and video section. So right now, okay, you're opening up. Okay, Buck's right here. He's opening up the box of his, his uh, deceased dog's ashes. I want to see what I paid for. I- I'm assuming it's going to be in a bag. Like, cause you're opening it up right now, opening up a cardboard box. Again, it looks like a package was sent to you. And oh, looking into it. Uh, Buck's opening it up. You can oh, hear the this audio. Is, this is actually first first class. Oh, is, is, it, is it in packing foam? Well, that's what she Very deserves. Right? Exactly. Oh, look, it's a look box. This. It's a box. It's a box. Cool. Now, does that have a photo of your dog? Maybe you don't want to set the box on the computer that's recording the audio for the show. <laughs> Maybe I don't, Todd. <laughs> Maybe you do. Maybe I don't. All right, let's cut through the crap here. Oh, there we go. There. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not bad. So, may not cut the seal on this quite yet, but it is a box that says, Our Condolences. Nice little, nice little gold right there. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. Got my, my condolences. Not bad. I was expecting, I don't know. Oh, so it's a nice, it looks like a cigar box. 
Uh, basically, <laughs> it says my condolences on it. It's got a little card, and it's a cigar box. And I'm let's. I don't think we should go any further than that. All right. Well, I mean, if you want, you can open it up and you can look at your dog's ashes. I know that that would be weird. I don't would that be weird? But see, my my totally, ma- totally fine here. Kind of weird, but my wait, ma- wait, 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 totally acceptable. Totally acceptable. Let's do it. <laughs> my main thing is I don't know what to do with them, and that's why I want your help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need yeah. your help to tell. Well, is there as you're opening that? Is there some place your dog really liked that you could spread the ashes, like a dog park, of course, or of course, yes. your backyard, or some place? Let's let's be honest. A place where a dog defecates tends to be <laughs> like. Where did your dog poop? Like when your dog went to take a dump when you took it on a walk? Where and did the thing you take is, it? Todd looks real serious when he's behind the. Uh, oh no! <laughs> the, this is a serious moment. The, yeah, no. This is like this is this is life and death here. That's a that's a very nice card. Right, so read op- that. Okay, let's open. Okay, okay. Wait, this is like Indiana Jones. We're opening. I don't the read arc. it as well as you do, Toledo. <laughs> we are opening now, now. Once again, faroutpodcast.com. We're gonna have the video, and you're opening the box. And what do we see? Close your eyes. Don't look at it, Mary, and keep your eyes shut. It's basically a. Oh wow. It's basically a plastic bag with my dog's name on it. And it says Polly, and it looks like it. They just sent you a bag of blow. <laughs> wow. Please don't be little my dog's memory. Yes. That wow. Is, that's my dog. My predicament is I don't know what to do with the ashes. Now, I am going to Yosemite pretty soon. Okay? Did you take her? No. And that's the thing. No. I didn't take you her. <laughs> but it is a beautiful spot. I could, you know, it's a very grandiose type thing to be on top of a waterfall. But then again, you know, I don't know. She doesn't know the terrain. You know, right, right. Well, she's down there with a lot of bears, you know. So, and then that's the thing. I don't want to. Other put... animals are going to pick up on the the scent of the mm-hmm. ash or whatever, and yeah. But um, that's the thing. I don't want to separate the ashes, right? Because that's not good either. If you no. do some of the ashes here and some of the ashes, no, there, you want to do you that. want to do it all in one spot, right? right. I mean, I, it's, I don't it, know the protocol on this. It's not like she's like a the dictator of a banana republic, <laughs> in exile that died. You know, you you I I'm saying what you should do is and we'll put this out to the listeners faroutpodcast.com comment and, and tell Buck where you should put it. But I'm saying where the dog was most familiar, uh, but, but also where it's not too creepy. So it's not like you're you know spreading it on the porch, you know. Or in your living room. I gotcha. You don't want your ashes. and, Or you could just keep it on the mantle. But that's, that's, I didn't know it came in such a classy box is what I'm saying. You might want to keep it on the mantle. Hmm. You don't think I should spread it? I don't know because I just, why would I want to keep it? Because then I'm always going to hold on to it. You spread know? your dog. <laughs> don't, don't belittle <laughs> my dog, please. She's my best friend. 15 <laughs> years, man. There's nothing more loving. <laughs> anyway. Spread your dog. Anyway. I'd like to know from the listeners if they have any good advice. There was a beach that, you know, dog beach that we used to always go to. Maybe I could go there. But then it, it's like it turns into a spectacle. Like I'm that weird guy that's spreading ashes on the beach, you know. You don't want that big Lebowski moment where you go to go right. shake the It goes ashes. right in my face. Yeah, you know? right. You know, and do I want a lot of people there too to commemorate or just me, you know? I don't know. Whoever loved the dog. I know. Should they be there? Family I mean, members? Duh. But you also don't want to get too fucking weird about it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'd say you go privately. It was your dog. I'd say this picture is weird enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You do have a, a bizarre <laughs> photo of you and your dog with the David Bowie. <laughs> I'm wearing a tux. And what, what kind My of dog? dog's smiling. I'm looking all serious. It's hilarious. <laughs> How old were you in that picture? Looks like you're about to get your dog drunk after that and make sweet love to it. Um, but what kind of dog is you're it? What kind of... It was like, what, five years ago? Okay. That's David Bowie much. <laughs> Two or three. Yeah. What's up? What what kind of dog was it? Uh, Polly was a, just a big mutt. Yeah. Uh, she looked like a... Uh, 
dingo. A lot yeah. of people said she was a dingo. Um, a lot of Mexican gardeners, when we'd walk by, would call her Lovo or Lobo, uh, wolf. Say she looked like a wolf, so. Wolf. We got that a lot, yeah. Hmm. But Polly was a one in a million dog, yes. So, please give me a one in a million way to send off Polly. Should we send her off, like, what's his name? Hunter S. Thompson? Like, to the moon or something like that? Yeah, what send her do? off in space. Let's like do a, it. When Mr. Spock died. What should we do with her? Mr. Spock died, they sent him down to Genesis, and he re- uh, Animated? Reanimated. Yeah, I'm not down with that. You know, I could have, like, kept some hair or something like that to, like, Regenerate Polly in a few years because that'll probably be possible, but no, sure, you could it's with those ashes. Happened. It's not happening. No, I can't. <laughs> you do, you ashes. Do, it would be funny is you took you took the ashes in, right? And then, like, you, you it to the person that can regenerate the dog out of it. And then, what happens is they send you back a cigar <laughs> actually, just a cigar they sent you. All right, well, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out podcast. I like thank Buck for Perez for opening his heart. Oh, no problem. Share your dog. That, that's why we're here. And uh, Oscar Taeda, once again, for joining the show. Thank you very much. And for reading the diary. Faroutpodcast.com. You guys have a wonderful day. Crazy. Doing what I'm doing. Doing what I'm doing. They give me all kinds of warnings. Save me from a ruin. When I say that I'm okay, well, they look at me kind of strange. But surely you're not happy now, you no longer play the game. Ah, people say I'm lazy. Dreaming my life away. Well, they give me all kinds of advice. Time to enlighten me Tell them that I'm doing fine Watching the shadows on the wall well, Don't you miss the big time boy You're no longer on the ball I'm just sitting here Making the wheels go round and round And rock the watch them roll Asking questions Lost in confusion Well, tell them there's no problem 